Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another wonderful and exciting episode of the Anthology of Horror. I am your host and narrator, Springheel Jack. And after a few dis- brief disclaimers, we're going to go ahead and get started. First of all, today is a revisionist history episode. What I'm presenting is not necessarily historical fact. It's an author's interpretation of how historical events transpired. So if you're doing a report or something to that effect, I don't know, is school even a thing anymore? Uh, you might not want to use me as a cited source because this is not going to be entirely historically accurate. Also, I use advertisements from Rockstar Games that I do not own the rights to. That is all. When my grandfather got sick, it was the only thing that got him through the day. I know it was illegal, but it really helped. There's a wonder drug that can take the place of food, make the coward brave, the silent eloquent, and render the sufferer insensitive to pain. 500,000 citizens are arrested each year for simple possession. During the next election, end the prohibition, vote yes on Proposition 208, and legalize medical cocaine. Don't miss the next episode of Serious Cougar. Eunice goes on a bender with a pool boy and breaks her hip. If women in their 20s don't know their ass from their elbow, and women in their 50s know what they like, imagine being with an experienced, pleasure-loving octogenarian wrestling with dementia and horniness. The show that hits below the belt, just like her breasts. Serious Cougar, Wednesday nights at 9 on Weasel. All right, we're back. So today in preparation of Memorial Day, I have a very special uh, patriotic episode for you. It is a revisionist history of one Alexander Hamilton, which I'm sure most of you are familiar thanks to the COVID lockdown and the release of that god-awful fucking musical, Hamilton. I'm sure I have more than one Hamill fans in my audience, but uh, never mind. doesn't matter. Today we're covering a revisionist history of Mr. Alexander Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton was born on January 11th, 1755, or 1757, or July 12th, 1804, and he was the first and last United States Secretary of the Treasury to be killed in a duel. He was also one of the founding fathers of the United States, a lawyer, a street judge, and a slave owner, an all-around good guy. As a butler to General George Washington during the War of Colonial Aggression against Great Britain, Hamilton called for a new constitution. He wrote, like almost all Federalist papers, a primary source of the constitutional repression, he was opposed by other founding fathers, namely all the ones who didn't like uppity, philandering assholes. Uh, Today, Alexander Hamilton is on the United States' $10 bill, a testament to the Americans' appreciation for adulterous dueling bastards who are good, at least with fiscal policy. Hamilton was born in Jamaica, the son of Sam Hamilton, a captain of the Colonial Islands bobsled team. Hamilton's mother was a hoe, and it was widely known that Hamilton was born out of wedlock, a good old-fashioned bastard in the purest possible sense. He spent his childhood days polishing his father's bobsled blades and the knobs of the other bobsled teammates. His hobbies, included <laughs> his hobbies included printing his own money on palm leaves and then being lashed viciously by his father, who was also the local vicar, for counterfeiting. Hamilton attended Kingston Community College in Kingston, Jamaica from 1773 to 1775. 
He obtained his Associates of Art degree in International Monetary Policy with a minor in dueling. It was widely known, however, that his dueling classes, he was at best a C student. While studying at Kingston Community College, Hamilton fell in love with a local noble, noblewoman named Queen Latifah, who had been abandoned by King Latifah. The two eloped and married in 1774, despite the fact that Queen Latifah's marriage to her king had never officially been annulled, thus making her marriage to Hamilton bigamous. This fact later on emboldened Hamilton to engage in extramarital affairs based on the theory that he wasn't cheating because he wasn't actually married, so there was no adultery being committed. At one point, he challenged Queen Latifah to a duel, but she declined. This did not prevent the international community from condemning his actions, however. In 1776, Hamilton traveled to the colony of Virginia and signed the Declaration of Independence, along with the other founding fathers in colonials, Colonial Williamsburg. Uh, this included the newly appointed chief resident of the United States, Abraham Lincoln. After a bathroom tryst with George Washington and in between signings of the Declaration, Hamilton was appointed Washington's butler. Hamilton thought he would see military action, what with the fact that the Lincoln Continental Congress had appointed Washington the commander-in-chief of the Lincoln Continental Army. Yet, as the war drew ever nearer to a close, Hamilton knew that the opportunities for military glory were fading. In 1781, Hamilton was mildly reprimanded by Washington for looking at him the wrong way, and used this as an excuse for resigning from his butler position. He immediately began to ask Washington and others increasingly for a field command. This continued until early July 1781, when Hamilton challenged Washington to a duel, winner-take-all. On July 31, 1781, Washington and Hamilton dueled, with Hamilton ending up being shot in the face. Washington had loaded his pistol with birdshot, however, so Hamilton was not seriously hurt, only mildly disfigured. The duel marked the end of Hamilton's involvement in the War of Colonial Aggression. Ultimately, no thanks to Hamilton, the British surrendered their entire army at Yorktown, effectively ending major British military operations in North America. A, PD, a, a, PD, a peace treaty between the United States and Great Britain was signed in 1783, and this prompted Hamilton to run for the Lincoln Continental Congress in New York. He lost his chance, however, when he challenged the incumbent to a duel and was disqualified from running in the congressional race. It should be noted that Hamilton also lost the duel, and his pinky finger was shot off, and he missed his opponent entirely. In shame and defeat, Hamilton returned to Colonial Williamsburg, Virginia in 1785 and became a lawyer. He purchased a dozen slaves and employed them as law clerks. He justified this by arguing that the law is a jealous mistress, and that being a law clerk was a little more than a step up from being in a state of slavery. His law practice thrived, and he was appointed the town's first street judge, empowered to arrest criminals, judge them, and execute them on the spot. He was a miserable, miserable failure at this, however, as he was never, aver, <laughs> never able to successfully aim and fire his pistol at anybody he condemned. The condemned would always simply challenge Hamilton to a duel, and during the arrest thus guaranteeing their freedom. It would therefore be centuries until the advent of Judge Dredd that the street judge system would be perfected. While a lawyer and street judge, Hamilton noted that the colonies were weak because of war debt. He advocated for a new monarchy in his famous Federalist Papers, where he wrote while drunk and high on cocaine. A strong central government, he believed, could simply wipe out all the war debt by printing more money, an activity he was quite good at from his childhood counterfeiting days. 
The conservative party of the day, known as the Whig Party, took up Hamilton's position and printed money with his face on it. This cured America of debt once and for all. Hamilton's successful fiscal policies caused him to be promoted to Secretary of the Treasury in 1787. He thus founded the first Bank of America and made sure all deposits of money passed through his bank, making the fledgling nation rich. In the year of our Lord, 1804, there was a hotly contested national election in New York. It had nothing to do with Hamilton. Nevertheless, Hamilton had his slaves travel to New York and mocked the loser, Aaron Burr, in the streets. Burr, sensing an attack on his honor and surely still stung by his political defeat, demanded an apology. Hamilton refused on the grounds that mockery doesn't count if slaves do it. Hamilton then promptly challenged Burr to a duel. The duel was scheduled for July 11, 1804 in front of the First Bank of America in Colonial Williamsburg. At midnight, the duel began. However, there was no moon that night, and the parties stared at each other in the dark until dawn. Burr then shot Hamilton in the face, and Hamilton died. Hamilton shot Miss Burr entirely, and in fact, Hamilton managed to shoot himself in the gut in the process. <laughs> Hamilton was buried in a closed casket casket ceremony at the Almighty Lord Jesus Christ and Mother Mary Trinity Churchyard Cemetery in Hackensack, New Jersey. As a lawyer, one of Hamilton's legacies was his pro-federal interpretation of the United States Constitution. He interpreted the Fourth Amendment as calling for a king of the United States and thus took the side of the greater federal power at the expense of the states. Informing the First Bank of America, Secretary of Treasury, he increased federal powers based on Congress. Congress's constitutional authority to issue currency, regulate interstate commerce, and do anything else that would be necessary, proper, and kingly. The Jughead Crown is also attributed to Hamilton. Now, let's see what that is. Juggalos are a race of sentient humanoid aliens from the planet of Shangri-La, and they're best known for successfully conquering the Earth in 2010 under the guise of evil clowns. Hamilton have run the gamut. Both John Adams and John Jefferson viewed him as an unprincipled asshole and dangerously aristocratic prick. Yet by the time of the War of Northern Aggression, Hamilton's portrait appeared on all U.S. currency. His portrait, for some reason, has continued to appear on U.S. postage and currency and most notably appears on the modern $22 bill. On the south side of the Treasury Building in Washington, D.C. is also a statue of Hamilton bending over. Many towns throughout the United States have been named after Hamilton, including Hamilton Square, Hamilton Gardens, Hamilton Mall, Little Hamilton, Ghetto Hamilton, Hamilton Town, Hamilton Ton, and Washington, Hamiltoniansvilleburg. The state of West Hamilton is also named for the great man. <laughs> See also George Washington, George Washington Carver, Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin, Abraham Lincoln, King George... Caesar Augustus, Emperor Palpatine, the War of Colonial Aggression, Money, Debt, the Duel. The Art of the Duel. <laughs>